All right. So, the principle we're talking about tonight is really uh, very important to me, and I think if some of you listen, I could save you from something. In fact, I'd go further than that. I might actually save your life tonight if you actually listen. It's... um, One of the purposes we do this is to try and get at least one principle into you that that is important and significant. And I think tonight's subject matter is as important as ever, and I want you to listen. Um, I think that for too long, the gospel of God's kingdom, uh, which is supposed to be good news, because that's what gospel means, has been presented as a gospel of fear rather than a gospel of freedom. Now, it's sometimes masked and covered up, to look nice but at the end of the day it becomes unless you keep these rules live this way do that do that do the other do the other then uh, you know the God who said he loved you and wanted to bring you in freely uh, is still watching over you like some you know great judge with a baseball bat and so uh, the best phrase I've ever heard that goes with that is when we talk about Christianity becoming saved uh, is that people are saved but not safe And so very often the the gospel becomes a gospel of fear. Now, there's another reason for that, that it is is rather a gospel of fear than freedom. Uh, And the reason for that is that it's far easier to control people's life and lifestyle by preaching fear and worry than it is by preaching freedom. Now, one of the problems in this house, and I take full responsibility for this, is that we have been so good at preaching freedom so effective in getting it into people's lives that now we've learned to be free but many don't know how to manage that freedom and that is what tonight is like now now the the apostle john who was the disciple of jesus wrote these words he says there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear so freedom is a, a wonderful thing uh, it's something the new testament writers were keen to express Uh, In fact, they expressed it because of the truth that that true love cannot be verified in the absence of freedom. Now, you may not understand that statement, but if if you are not free to not love me, I cannot be sure that you do love me. Do you get it? If you are not free, totally free to not love me, I can never verify that you do love me. So part of God's heart from the beginning has always been to set us totally and completely free so that if any love was coming back to him, it could be verified because it was not manipulated out of us, but it was freely given by us. Now, however, the problem is this, that the misuse and abuse of freedom comes when we interpret it to mean just do what you want to do. Now, we've done so good with our job of freedom that some of you and some of you are listening online and some of you are not here who can't hear me, but I hope you're listening online, is you think that what it means is just do what you want to do because God's okay with that. Well, actually, God is okay with that in one sense, a bit like I'm okay when Riley does stuff I don't really like, but, but there are other elements that come into play. The Apostle Paul summed it up like this in the book of 1 Corinthians, everything is permissible. Now, this is Bible. Right? When people say we should do what the Bible says, well, here's what the Bible says. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 1 Corinthians chapter 10, everything is permissible. Whatever was the amazing thing that God did in Christ on the cross 
meant that all obligation to a legal system of demand and control and manipulation, which they called the law, was absolutely gone, and you are free to make choices. Everything is permissible, but listen, he says, but not everything is beneficial. In other words, freedom is good, freedom is wonderful, we should live free lives, but we have to understand that where everything is permissible, not everything will benefit our lives in a way that brings goodness to us. So freedom is a, com- a precious commodity, but it will all- was always supposed to be partnered with something, and that's what some of you are missing. i say it again, freedom is a precious commodity, but it was always supposed to be partnered with something inseparably, and that something is love. You break the partnership, you're in big trouble. Now, the video we're going to show in a little bit is, is um, from the movie uh, 127 Hours, 127 Hours. And uh, it's the story of a young guy in Utah who decided to go out into the outback of Utah, which, having been there, is totally uninhabited, totally desert-scape mountain, and uh, he decided to go out there on his own because he loved doing stuff but never told anybody, never informed anybody, and then he got stuck, a boulder fell, trapped his hand, and you'll see what happens in his story of the movie of what he had to do to his hand. It's not pleasant, don't worry, you won't see any blood, you won't need to faint, but the story is such that he went there doing his thing He went there doing what he wanted to do, but had no consideration for what the implications of that might be to himself and also to those who love him. I learned something very interesting um, a few years ago, which came as quite a surprise, but was fascinating. And uh, it related to the fact of having to deal with a situation where... Um, um, eating disorder was at the core of the problem, bulimia and, and anorexia and also self-harm. And uh, what I learned actually both shocked and fascinated me, which, which was that you often find that manifested in, in young girls or young boys when, when in growing up and becoming a teenager and sometimes older, that they do not feel they have the freedom to live their own life and that throughout life they feel that what has been imposed upon them was the desires and freedoms of the parents who wanted them to be X, you know, in sport or, or X in academia. Uh, and so the issue is that then the psyche begins to realise that the only thing I have control of is my own body and therefore the expression of freedom is to not eat or to make oneself sick or to cut oneself, which you would think is stupid but actually it's a sincere act of freedom by the individual to try and break what they believe was the control and bondage of a lifetime. Now that's just one example sometimes of how our freedoms that we think are freedoms are not the kind of freedom that we're looking for and of course the problem in that situation was not a freedom deficiency, the problem was a love deficiency. That when you don't feel that you are loved enough as you and loved enough to be allowed to be you, and then you no longer love yourself as you, and therefore you can't interpret the love of God being towards you, you begin to express freedom in ways that actually become harmful and damaging, and yet they are an absolute expression of freedom. See, true freedom cannot be verified, 
in the absence of love. Here's what the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Galatians. It's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Now, don't any of you doubt that? It's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. It's not that God has a problem with you doing whatever you want to do. It's that God has a problem with what you destroy when you decide to do whatever you want to do. And the thing that we lose is the thing that we are trying to grasp, which is the freedom. We actually lose our freedom. How many people have wandered into something like, for example, an affair as an expression of freedom? I just feel tied up. I've got to be freed only to find that the result of that was the destruction of freedom and the loss of many things that were of such great value. There's a false mindset that creeps into this arena of thought, which is If I do or take that which I have been denied or feel I have been denied, I will be free and happy. See, that's at the root of a lot of our misunderstanding of freedom. Can I read that to you again? It's the false mindset that creeps into this arena of thought, which is, if I do or take that which I have been denied or feel I have been denied, I will be free and happy. That way of thinking is not so much exposing of the idea we have had to live within imposed boundaries as it is an exposure of a love deficiency of self and of others. Because one of the problems with freedom is that we turn it inward and feel that the only thing that matters is my freedom without ever understanding that our lives are not an island and we are connected together in a wonderful way. We never live truly free until we live truly loved. Now, if you don't get that, you're going to do stupid things. And I've often said that in the Bible, sin is not the problem, stupid is the problem. God had a wonderful way, an easy way to deal with sin from before the foundation of the world. Stupid is a whole different kind of problem. And what we need fixing is not our sin, we need fixing our stupid. Now, everything else gets sorted when you recognise that we never live truly free until we live truly loved. The freedom we live then is an authentic freedom, listen, that gives life to both ourselves and others. Far too often, freedom is used as a vehicle for compulsive self-interest rather than the opportunity to live out a mature, healthy understanding of what life and wholeness in society asks of us and indeed what God actually asks of us. Now, I'll wrap this up in a little bit, but before we do, we've got a song and then we've got a, another movie clip. How many of you have seen the movie Hacksaw Ridge? Okay. If you haven't seen it, be a moviegoer, get the DVD, get it on Netflix, watch Hacksaw Ridge. Now, it's a bit bloody because it's about war, but it's the most incredible story of a guy who was a Seventh-day Adventist, that was the core of his belief in the US, who was a, he, he, they tried to say that he was a conscientious objector, but he said he was a conscientious supporter because he didn't agree with war and he refused to take a, up a gun for which he was court-martialed, but they had to release him. He refused to carry a gun into war, but you'll see on the movie, in not carrying a gun, his heart was such that in a disaster of an attack on a place called Hacksaw Ridge against the Japanese, he rescued 75 people without a gun and absolutely saved their lives. And you'll hear what he has to say about that uh, when that comes on.
We never live truly free until we live truly loved. And it's not compulsive self-interest, but rather an opportunity to live out a mature, healthy understanding of what life and wholeness and society asks of us, and indeed what God asks of us, and you're going to see that, and then we'll wrap it up after that. So what are you doing with your freedom? See, it's, um, it's really interesting that there are two things important here, that love of self, but also love beyond self, are the essential part of being whole as a person. And particularly generationally and, and society now, um, loving self is usually where the full stop, or as the Americans would say, where the period comes. When actually that's the problem, that, that's what destroys us as people, it's what destroys marriages, it's what destroys friendship, it's what destroys churches, it's what destroys communities, because it all becomes about me and love of self. But you see, to live whole, you need two things, love of self and love beyond self. Now, love beyond self, I deliberately didn't use the term others at this point, because love beyond self can be many things. This guy... Love beyond himself. Desmond Doss loved beyond self. So, so when we look at this, there are a couple of things. Number one, there are some of you in here tonight who really, really still struggle with loving yourself. And yet we give an authorization in Scripture. Jesus gave us authorization that actually it's healthy to love self. Now, now he also wants us to love ourselves in the way that God love does. It's not, it's not our effort to love ourselves, but it's if you can truly get a hold of and grasp and not let go of the way that God loves you unconditionally, without measure, when you can grasp that and begin to see if he, knowing all things, can love you who only know some things, then maybe you just knowing some things can love yourself like God loves you, because if he loves you beyond all that other stuff, then you can love yourself. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave, not God so loved the world that he came to straighten everybody out and point out your errors. He didn't point his fingers at you, he pointed his arms out to receive you. That's what the cross was all about. See, where either of those elements, love of self and love beyond self, is missing, listen, it never ends well, okay? You, you can love yourself to the point where you absolutely are a legend in your own mind, a legend in your own lunchtime. But, but when these two elements are not present, it never ends well. So it's one thing to receive a giving love, but it's another thing to balance that with a given love. And when those two things begin to function, that's when we become whole as a person. So I want to leave you with these three things before we just pray together. From Galatians 5. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. So the more you give it away, the more freedom grows in you. Some of you haven't learned that yet. That if you use your freedom to serve one another in love, that's how freedom actually grows. Number two, live freely. Animated and motivated. I want you to be that, but it says do it by God's spirit. 
that spirit of freedom that, that flows from outside of you, then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. I've got plenty of those compulsions, and I'm sure you have. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit. There's a battle going on. It's that self-interest that we have that actually is at odds with the very freedom that we want to find, which is why we say that for true... Love, there has to be total freedom, but for total freedom, there has to be love in the mix. And the third thing, love others as you love yourself, because that's actually an act of true freedom, to love others as you love yourself, because true love cannot be verified in the absence of freedom, and true freedom cannot be verified in the absence of love. I just want to do something this week. I'd like you to just bow your heads for a moment, just... Just because I, I, I just want to ask something right now. If, if you're struggling right now tonight with, with this most important first step of this, you have such difficulty in being able to love yourself. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that the love of God will, will come upon you and around you and in you to show you how much God loves you in spite of how you feel about yourself so that maybe you can love yourself out of that love that God has given you. If you'd like to be part of that prayer tonight, just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, just slip up your hand right where you are. I want you to be free tonight because I know many of you are struggling with this. Many of you, I can, I can see that, I know that. The good news is this, you can take your hand down. You don't have to be that way. You see, I was raised that God loves me in spite of who I am. That was a destructive lie that I lived with for 60 years of my life. See, God loving me in spite of who I am says to me, you're not worthy. He's only loving you because he has to. He's loving you out of obligation because he loves you in spite of who you are. But you see, that's not the truth. And for 60 years that bound me until I realized God loves me because of who I am. Here's how I like to illustrate it. If when I fell in love with Chris, I went to her and said, I would like to marry you. Please, will you marry me? And she said, why do you want me to marry you? And I said, because I love you. And she said, in what way do you love me? And I said, I love you in spite of all that you are. How many of you think that would work? But some of you guys are carrying that mentality around. See, God doesn't love you in spite of who you are. Now, now he, he continues to relate to you in spite of the things we do and the dumb things, and we do do dumb things, but he actually loves you because of who you are. He thinks you as a person made in the image of God are absolutely, completely amazing, and you need to start, start to live in the fullness of that truth. God loves me because of who I am. With all my dints and scars and marks and failures and idiosyncrasies, he's not loving me in spite of that. He loves me because of who I am, and every one of those is a color on the painting that is the story of my life. It's an act in the play that is, the, that is the, the, the movie of who I am and God is in it all. I just pray right now that you will feel the love of God that loves you because of who you are, that will banish all fear because there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Not your perfect love, but his perfect love for you. And I release that love on you today and pray right now that you find, now receive the love of God which comes to you because of who you are. Now, here's the other challenge. Loving ourselves is one of the things. 
but loving beyond ourselves brings into play things like faithfulness and sacrifice and giving and honour and kindness and humility and compassion that pours out of us. And it's actually in that release of love that we understand how much we are loved and it's in the fullness of that that we get the balance of what true freedom really is. It is for freedom, the Bible says, that Christ sets you free. So don't become tied up with any bondage, any chains, any issues. You are loved and you are empowered to love. And when your understanding of freedom flows through that, you will be, as the Bible says, absolutely free indeed. I bless you tonight. Thank you for being here. We're about time for the kids. One thing I want you not to forget is that next week we are not here on Sunday at four. We're here on Saturday at seven because we needed to facilitate what is happening and it's Father's Day apparently on Sunday. So we're making that free so people who were part of what we want to do on Saturday couldn't be here Sunday if we made it Father's Day so I know that you you are creatures of change and will love that so we're going to come at seven on Saturday not four on Sunday next week so remember that I bless you I bless you thank you for being here and let's know that we are loved and let's love beyond the love that we have received so that we're a people who live in good freedom true freedom healthy freedom that changes our world amen yeah.